That's why the Warriors won before because they had proper, proper players coming off the bench. You had Andre Iguodala coming off the bench. You had Festus Izili sometimes, even though he wasn't doing the best. No, sorry, no, Amari Spates. I was thinking of Spates now, Izili. Um, you had Spates coming off your bench. They had quality players. Yeah, they had very good quality players, and now it's happening again. So I don't see them. Their championship, I'm saying it. I'm, put, I'm saying it with chess. The Golden State Warriors are championship contenders. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 48 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. This year, this is your host, Chizzy, coming at you. Um, in virtual studio today, we've got the Kang himself, Vinu. How are you doing today, sir? I'm alright, man. I'm tired. Had a long day, but I'm excited to finally do something other than driving. Mm, I know. And also, it's been a minute since we, since we did, a, of did course, a, one man. of these episodes. It's been two weeks. It's way of too course. long. I feel a little rusty. Um, but yeah. also, we, we've got the zookeeper in, in, in studio as well. Nobs, how are you doing today, bro? Bro, I'm, fuck Vino. Vino, you don't know what tired is, bro. I am gassed. Bro, I played basketball today for the first time. I played, no. Okay, I've played basketball before. But it's the first time I played basketball properly in two years. So I'm saying, like, um, Vino, if you remember the call. Oh, remember in the, the gym. Days, like, literally, like, indoor, like, man's yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. People giving their bodies up and stuff. I scored two points. What am I saying? That's a lie. I'm saying two points because he, that's only if you count one bucket as two points. I scored one bucket. You know what it is? I did a floater one foot away from the rim. Bro, that was the only point I scored today. My guy, my legs are done. It just that's shows good. me and he's got like one whole professional players trash. Yeah, he like one Andre Iguodala, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not, bro. At least Andre gonna get some buckets. I was like Lillard the other night, you know, when he went one for twelve or something. Except oh, I went man. like one for twenty four. It, it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. And I played for fucking two hours, forty five minutes, three hours. With bro, you have kids. Wait, okay. Yeah. First of all, it's, it's five on five full court. Okay, my job is yeah, not at least cherry pick. Well, like a normal game. No, no, no. I don't cherry pick. You know what? Yeah, I actually played better. I actually played better on defense because I knew I could do nothing else. I was like, the very least I could do is clamps. So I got, I got like maybe six, seven steals. I don't lie to you. I got like two, three blocks. And this is reco- and I didn't jump. You have to this. Keep in mind, I don't jump because you know the way my left knee is set up now. It's on vacation, um. So I don't jump. So I did all of this, and now like my knee is busted. I'm just sitting down here wondering, and just why did I do this? I'm not sure why I did it. Game. For the love of the it's, game. Uh, I don't feel a lot of love coming to me right now. I'm not gonna lie. I feel a lot of hate for my knee. <laughs> like straight up hatred, bro. Yeah, well, it's okay. It's okay. We're here. It's you another pay, day. Play through pain, you know. Even yeah, MG you know, had the flu game. I'm, I'm sure he was. He was tired after that. Hey yo, Scotty feels away. I think about he was that. tired before that guy. <laughs> according to Scotty, bro, it's a flu. What's a flu, bro? He played with a bad back. That's what's real. My we'll, lord, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Scotty. There's later, so later. much conspiracies about that, bro. <laughs> nigga yeah, said this nigga was high. <laughs> I saw, I saw comments say MJ smoked up right before the game. Bro. Yeah, they said it was a flu game, like the cocaine flew into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, they're wilding with it, bro. Leave this guy alone. He's trying yeah. to win again. 
Yeah, Scotty has been he's, he's been going a little nuts the past couple of weeks trying to promote yeah. this book that he's, he's selling. But we'll get to Scotty later. Even Paul some... Pierce is like, chill, bro. Chill. You know what Paul Pierce is telling you to chill? After he was all there on Insta Live recording himself with strippers while he had to go the next day straight back to goddamn ESPN and record with Rachel Nichols, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Paul, I'm better than Dwayne Wade Pierce. I'm better than LeBron Pierce. Said chill. <laughs> That's how Facts. you know you doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. This guy went off the court in a goddamn wheelchair, bro. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> he went off the court in a goddamn wheelchair and just walked back like it was nothing. And then, yeah, and then you know the conspiracy about that? People think he shit himself. They they looked at the tapes and they saw, oh, look at this little brown mark on his shorts. <laughs> Yo, he, did, he did come out and say he, he did have to go take a shit, which is why he faked the injury. And in, in got like carried off the court. Guy, just go take a shit, man. You can actually <laughs> just sub yourself out and go take a shit. You don't have to fake it's an injury. Not, it's not yeah, that in the middle of the NBA finals, it's like ah, this guy Paul subs to. No, nah, but realistically, what they won the they, they won the game in the end. Yeah. So they, if you're they, just going and taking your shit, yeah. Now nah, if you're just going taking your shit and came back and won the game then no one would have cared about your shit, bro. Trust me. So if you're worried about how that, how that was going to go down, then that meant that you were worried about losing because of it. And that means that you're a bum. So, listen. Paul Pierce has no leg to stand on when it comes to accusations about these guys. my guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Literally no legs to stand on. Just four <laughs> wheels. <laughs> Just four <laughs> wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll, man. It's like and Yo, well, yeah, we can uh, we can we have some great topics to, to get into before, um, or and, and we can kind of get into. First of all, fuck you! Wait, wait, wait! I'm taking over. I'm taking over. I'm taking. Oh over. lord! I, I just, am taking over. I just want to leave now, bro. Look. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! There's a reason. There's a reason Vinu has not been. You know, I want. I want anyone listening to this podcast right now. Stop the podcast. It is five minutes. Go and watch any other podcast that we've had this season, and I can promise you, within the first five minutes, you're gonna hear this guy talking some crazy shit. But this man is silent for the first five minutes. I just want to take a moment, reflect. Let us enjoy this. Let's enjoy the shit that the Knicks are. Knicks for the ring, baby. Knicks for the ring, baby. Every good team has slumps. Every team has slumps. (laughs) You know what? That, that's okay uh, compared to what you usually do this is okay I'll take it I will, you know I, I love your comment bro because you're giving yourself hope and that's okay mm. you're trying to give yourself hope I'm not giving myself me. hope I know that my team has the GOAT on it yeah the GOAT Julius Randle <laughs> bang no more Vino I'm telling you it doesn't bang the same way before when you used to say it and you guys were riding high slapping everybody like it, it made sense but right now shut up what Shut one bad up. one bad week and now it's like this, huh? Exactly. It's, it's Shut two up. bad Shut weeks, up. bro. You, you it's not exactly two bad weeks. It's it's one average week and one bad week. Get your facts right. <laughs> all right. Listen. <laughs> and you be talking about weeks, you know? Okay, she had a pretty decent week. Yeah, and that that is the proof that we need that this shit doesn't mean anything. That one week doesn't mean anything because okay, see. A straight ass. They look like the stuff that was on Paul Pierce's shorts before he got in that goddamn wheelchair, bro. But are we though? Are we? Because right now we five and six, bro. We're five and six. We're tenth in the. West. I ain't never seen anyone celebrate under five hundred like this, bro. Hey, shut, hey, shut, <laughs> shut up, bro. I have, I have you. 
you know what? Yeah, don't make me stop and edit this tape myself because I will stop the I will stop the tape right here and I'll go through every every single episode, every single of the forty seven episodes that we've had, and take out every time we've talked bullshit and put it right here. So let me not hear nothing from you, okay? Let me enjoy my moment. It is OKC's time. And Ola, if you're if you're listening to this, bro, shout out to you. It is our time, bro. This one week, we don't know how long. Next week might be too long. It might be too late. It might uh, be too late. So you're, you're, you're facing the Nets next week. Yeah, it's a good time to record the pod. Enjoy your moment, bro. I'm going to enjoy exactly. my moment in, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy my moment in June in the NBA Finals when we're listing that Larry O'Brien, bro. That's what I'm going to enjoy my moment. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna enjoy, my mom. If you don't send your vacation ass back to the tropical islands where it belongs, you better go stay in Cancun, my bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. You don't belong in June, bro. We're we good right now. Ma- Madison Square Garden, baby. Right now. Madison Square Garden. There's Madison no Square Garden, baby. Nixon foe. I swear the best about Guess who? Against anyone, against oh, wow, the Nuggets, wow. against the Lakers, against the Warriors, against the Suns, Knicks and foe. I won't Jesus lie though, Christ. the MSG, no MSG is actually a pretty wild stadium. It is an amazing. Oh, they've amazing been going crazy. They've been it going crazy. Wild, because that's where everyone goes to go perform. Everyone but the Knicks. That's where every other player. That's because we used to perform in there. Everyone comes and has their their one day in the lights in New York. Enjoy, man. That's why we lose games and we see people like Ricky Rubio scoring thirty seven. He had his moment, bro. He's gonna remember that his whole life. He's gonna tell his little, uh, his little kids, his grandkids. He's gonna tell them, "Hey, you remember that time in uh, Madison Square Garden?" Yeah, he's gonna, you're gonna see that from Ricky Rubio, bro. I'm not even lying, yeah. Bro, Every player that have bombed you guys out on your floor, like literally, and they all talk floor. about the stories till now, and there's yeah, a no, reason for that. About slapping your yeah. ass, bro. What do you, what's the reason? The reason they, is the Knicks. Where you go to go? They slapped a, a lot of teams' asses in their career, bro. They talk about the Knicks. Ooh. Yeah, nah, you that, know, you guys have got to embarrass more times than you, you've embarrassed anyone. That is factual. Over the, I'm, I'm saying since the inauguration of the New York Knicks. Look, real talk, real talk. The inauguration of the New York Knicks was the first NBA game of all time. So, regardless of that, yeah, second thing, I won't lie, Noble, I back my Knicks today or die, yeah, but you are right about one thing. Too many players have come and done what they wanted to do (laughs) in Madison Square. I'm almost 100% sure that Wilt's 100% MSG. If I'm not wrong... It probably was. I think it was. (laughs) And then, I think that there's a few players that's got their career highs there, but it's because it's the bright lights. Now, there's a reason that we're going to win the Larry O'Brien, because when the bright lights come on, you're going to see Jewer, Julius Randle put up mm. 45 and 16 in the finals. Yeah. Not per game. In game four. Yeah. Mark it right now. 45 and 16. If I'm right, if I'm right, I want a thousand pounds from both of you. Vinny, if you're right, you get a thousand pounds from me. Yo. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. If Yo, you're wrong, though, I don't, I don't want actually against the Knicks, too. If I'm wrong though, if if I'm wrong, then I'll wear a Kyrie jersey for the whole next season. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. If you're wrong, bro, you you Venus, if you're wrong, you have to buy a Julius Randle jersey and burn it. Oh no, I can't do that, bro. I can't, I can't <laughs> burn it. Bro. No, 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 I, I, I think, I think I have one better. I think he needs to buy a Shea, Shea Gil just out of his other jersey. Ooh, I wear it for every podcast. Every fucking yeah. podcast. No, you I know what? I'm, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to help you guys. I'll buy an Andre Robertson jersey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's SGA. You, you know what? I can give you a Ludor. I like Ludor. I like Ludor. Yeah, I like Ludor because... 
What are the two Montreal guys? Ludo is like the opposite of me. He plays defense and and very little offense. This is this is the direct opposite of me. So Ludo is me to be fair. He used to be me. He used to be me. You know when I had them things called legs? Yeah. When I had that, I used to play that defense thing. But now nowadays, you know, I just like to I just like to watch and wave. Watch and wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what you, you know you know what I'm good at? I'm good at giving a good show. So when the man is going past me or something, I swipe down hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like, oh my god, look at that guy. And then he goes, he, he blazes past me. Noble, noble flagrant two upper sundu. Noble flagrant two upper sundu. Noble, my name is Pat Beverly upper <laughs> <laughs> sundu. This guy is down the court. Yo, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I swear, but what, what what throws people off is I do all of this shit, but at the same, I don't even really know. I mean, when I when I was good at the game, then I got mad, but now I don't even get mad. So I would do all of, I'll flagrant to your ass, then I'll come pick you up. Yo, bro, you good? Are you good? Are you bro? good, bro? <laughs> this is a toxic relationship. This is the definition Next of a toxic player. person. Next time, I'll your head up. Are you mad? <laughs> and then this guy wonders why he comes I'm home all limping with his I'm joints sorry. in pain, bro. <laughs> he's laying his body on the line and fouling everybody. No, he's right, laying other people's body on the line, bro. I'm laying their bodies on the floor, bro. It's killing people. I'm not gonna lie, that there was this guy, this, this, this. I don't know. He was like six three or something. He was a bigger guy. And then at some point during the game, he's like, "Bro, why do you keep pushing me, bro? Like you're nice and everything, but bro, stop it." I'm like. Damn, man, it's part of the game. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, I'll stop. Next play, my guy. <laughs> you know, Noble, yeah? You know you know when you're playing with your guys and you, you're trying to toughen up and get more core strength, be better at finishing at the rim, and you say, yo, foul me every play. Just foul me. Just foul me. That's how Noble plays in a game, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, but first of all, you're not going to make me sound reckless. I do it with control because I don't. No, it's not. Him. It's not reckless endangerment. Don't worry. So it's it's not that level. If it's it was, just, then just, we'd be having words. Yeah, yeah. Noble is the definition of if you're going foul them, don't let them score. Yeah. <laughs> Old school basketball, bro. That's how fundamentals. Tim Tim Duncan is laughing at me. He's clapping for me, bro. Man, it's just but yeah, physical. yeah. We'll get onto the topics now, but just yeah. before we do, Nixon foe. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll we'll no get to the next in, in, in a little bit, actually. But um, to start off with, I want to start off with the Warriors, the hottest team in the NBA, currently on a nine-game win streak. They're at the top of the Western Conference with an 11-1 record. These guys Pretty sure they're on a seven-game win streak, but yeah. There's this show on Netflix called, um, on Netflix called Bad Sports. Where mm. they just show wild, they just show wild things that have happened in sports. They show how uh, some guy locked up a referee and was bullying the fuck out of him to fix matches. They show they show some betting stuff that happened in basketball. Someone need to do an episode on the Warriors because I don't know who they paid to get their schedule. Oh yeah, whoever they paid, bro, they paid millions. They they dropped fat mm-hmm. stacks on their schedule, bro. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I'm not gonna take nothing away from them. Me and Chison were talking about it. Like they're amazing, but their schedule. It was we easy as hell. They got the easiest to, schedule in the league. Might be. It might be because from now till March, we're going through it. And they have at most two two hard games and then three easy games. Literally, it's a, it, it's been a cycle of that. So I can see why they are on their win streak. But um, in terms of it being legit, I'll pass it off to you guys so you guys can talk about that. Yo, I mean, 
Honestly, like they, they, I, I know that their guys are stepping up. So guys like Juan Toscano, Anderson, Damian Lee, Andrew Wiggins, like they're all getting better. And like they, they, they know they're getting better at playing, or like playing with Steph. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully sold just because of how easy this schedule has been, man. Like just looking at who they've played so far, the, the teams that they've beat. Like I think their best win so far has been against the was last night's victory against the Bulls. But aside from that, they've beat the Timberwolves, they've beat the Hawks, they've beat the Rockets, the Pelicans, the Hornets, OKC twice, um, the Clippers, and the Lakers. And it's just, most of, like, most of the teams that these guys have beat are under 500. And Bro. Like, I know that this team is good. I know they're good. They'll probably finish in the top four, but I don't... When I say I don't, I don't see them keeping this number one seed for the rest of the year. I just, I, I don't see it. I'll be honest, I never thought I'd say this about the Warriors. And I hate to say this because, you know what, I'm a guy who thinks Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time. I, I do believe that that's the truth. I love Magic. And, and I love uh, Isaiah Thomas and these guys. But what Steph has done for the game is crazy. And, and the, the impact that he's had, the first unanimous MVP of all time, after all of the seasons that we've seen. And no one questioned it when it happened. They, they love to hate on TV, so they still found a way to twist it and say, how did Shaq not win the first unanimous one? This is preposterous. Bro, that was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Leave it alone, man. Mm. Curry won the first unanimous MVP. He has the most three-pointers. I think he's near the most three-pointers of all time if he hasn't already reached there. Yeah, he's almost he, there. Yeah, he's a floor general. And it's not like he does that all like Kyrie, no disrespect to Kyrie, but like Kyrie does without doing too much for the playmaking. He is a, fl- a floor general. He runs that court. Yeah, Draymond may be the guy who people think uh, the game runs through, and it does a lot of the time. Steph's the reason that that team is able to play, play the way that they do. Steph spaces the floor by himself. Steph causes defenders to leave their man and make those pl- and he can make those plays. And he's really good at those passes. He is the whole package. He's a very all-around player. And even defensively, people love to say he's a liability because he's light-skinned, bro. He's not a liability. He's an average to decent defender. Especially he is, positionally. Yeah, Off he the is. Ball, he will cause havoc. He has the whole bag that you can have as a point guard. He is the best point guard of all time, in my opinion. However, if they get the number one seed, which I think they will, just because the momentum will carry through, they'll start winning more and more games, they've got an easy schedule even coming up now, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were 25-5 and five at some point. Like, something like that. And then they just go from there. Because then from there, it takes a really bad run from then to get toppled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so Cheesy, think, you don't... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, I think they'll get, to, uh, they'll get a hot enough start that they'll just be so far ahead of everyone else, they can't catch up. Mm. But I think they will end up being like the Atlanta Hawks of 2015. No. Where... No. no, not as bad, not as bad, because they have a superstar. But unless Clay can come back and be himself, which, he as I said, I think he does. Because you know what? I don't trust Andrew Wiggins. I don't trust uh, who's that other kid that they got. Um, Gary forget Jr. his name. Yeah, no, no, not Gary Payton Jr. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. I don't yeah. trust these guys to maintain the level that they're playing at in the playoffs. I don't trust these guys to maintain the impact that they're having in the playoffs. And I don't think Draymond Green... I think Draymond Green can now get isolated and targeted as an offensive liability when it comes to his shooting. 
Because you know what, in the regular season, teams don't like to zero in on things too much. They just like to play. In the playoffs, when real coaches get down to the nitty-gritty, you will find that Draymond Green, the fact that he's lost all of his scoring ability, more or less, we can be agreed on that now, right? He used to be able to score a little bit. He can't do that no more. He doesn't know how to score anymore. We've seen him play for two, three years now and not know how to score. It's not changing. I think that he will get targeted. The other guys might not step up. And unless Clay is that guy, I think they could be a first or second round exit. Yeah. Like, same oh, here. Okay. Like, is it, oh, I disagree. I just, I mean, for me, you got, we already established it. I'm old school. I'm, I, at least I think in an old school way. So I look at some certain stats and they tell me if a team is going to be good or not. Everything you said about the Warriors is true. Um, most of what you said about the Warriors is true. Like Steph Curry is their offense. It is centered around them. But let me ask you a question. Everybody knows this, no? Like literally yes. every other team, the 29 other teams, they all know this. So how is it? that all these other teams who are still thinking like this and still trying to double-team, triple-team Steph Curry, how is it that they're still winning all these games if Steph Curry is their only weapon? I can tell you how. Like, he's not their only weapon, but I can tell you why they're he's winning. He's their games. real weapon. Yeah, he's their, he's their biggest weapon. He's their, yeah. he's, he's, without him, this team falls apart. But I'm, the reason why they're winning all these games, or maybe not the only reason, yeah. but th- their schedule is soft, bro. Like we talked Bro, about, you know what? I don't want to hear about soft, soft schedules right now. No, no, no. Okay, I don't want to hear about. Let's like you know, let's argue about everything else but the schedule, okay. because the reason I'm saying that is, yo, your Lakers are you guys are the NBA champion hopefuls. You're losing to OKC. You're getting blown up by Timberwolves. Understood. So don't come and tell me that the the, the schedule is soft. Your Knicks are supposed to be great. They're supposed to be really good this yeah, season. Yeah, and we've been losing to bad teams too. I, I see where you're going with this. So. Good teams are losing to bad teams. It is part of the NBA. The teams who don't lose to bad teams are doing it for a certain reason. It's not just because the schedule is easy. So I get you we, have to play who's in front of you. Why yes. don't we focus on that? And see, do, you, do you know what? I want to say something else. Oh, <clears throat> I want to add something else to that. The reason why I think the Warriors are not going to fall off too bad, um, I'm not saying that they're NBA champions or NBA champion contenders per se, but I'm saying that they are the greatest dark horses that we've had in a very long time. The reason I'm saying this is these niggers are number one in almost every defensive category there is. And I'm looking at some of them and they don't make sense. Defensive rating, they're number one, 98.7. The next team, the next team is three points ahead of them. So 101.1. So like, it's not close. We know three points on defense is a lot. Defensive rebounding, the Golden State Warriors are supposed to be a small team. They are number two in the league in defensive rebounding. In an opponent's point in the paint, again, this is a small team. You think everyone would go crash the bucket and everything, go take advantage of them down in the paint. They are number one in the league in opponent's points allowed in the paint. So I'm saying on the defensive end, they have all these things going on. This has nothing to do with the schedule or whatever. This has to do with how you play the game. Because if it's about the schedule, then I'm sorry, the, the Lakers would be doing the same thing. But when it's all, all, I have to say, all I have to say to that is that, in my opinion... The, the good teams that they played this season are the Chicago Bulls, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Lakers twice. Yeah? No, no, Those no, are more Lakers or less once. the... Sorry, they only played the Lakers once? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in that case, then the Lakers once. Oh, my bad, my bad. So the Lakers, out of those three games, Chicago, Charlotte, and, L, uh, and the Lakers... And actually, let me pull up the Clippers game as well, just to see if my hypothesis is correct. The Clippers are fourth right now, so they ain't too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm pulling them up. Yeah. Curry went off against the Clippers, yeah? And he went off against the, the, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That was two of the maybe four games where he went off this season. He's been doing good, but he hasn't been going off like that. Like, he's been steady. He got he went off those two games, but even then, you look at the supporting cast around him. They all put up like the the lowest they uh, points put up by a by a Warriors player out of their top nine in the rotation was Kevon Looney, but he had ten rebounds as well. Everyone contributed big, basically. In their other win against a good team in the Charlotte Hornets, everyone contributed big. Steph had a bad game, fifteen, but Jordan Poole had thirty one. Andrew Wiggins had fourteen. Draymond had five, ten, and eight. Gary Payton uh, II, who's not a scorer in 17 minutes, had 14 points. Damian Lee had 15 in 16 minutes. I'm saying every win that they have against these great teams, they have five or six or more scorers over 10 points, which is not common to see. And it's not something that I think we're going to see in the playoffs. I don't think that these players will be able to keep it up to this level in the playoffs. And I'm saying, for them, it seems at this point that for them to beat truly good teams, they have to have everyone kind of performing. Which I just don't see that happening for an extended period of time. I agree with everything except from the part where you say you don't see that happening. Because I'll just ask you a simple question. Have you ever seen the Spurs play basketball? Not now, but like the Spurs that we call the beautiful game. Have you seen yes. the Spurs play? Yes. So you can't come and tell me that over a whole season, because we have seen it for several seasons, where a whole team is playing good. That, is, that was the Spurs mentality. Guess what? Uh, Steve Kerr uses that approach too. The Warriors, this is literally has been the Warriors ethos. Even when Steph Curry was unanimous MVP, Clay Thompson was doing bits, Draymond Green was doing bits, Andre Godella was doing bits. The whole team plays. It's never won. Last season, the reason why the Warriors were trash was because last season was the first time where they went away from their team basketball to just leave them. You know what? They were doing team basketball at the start of the season, but the players were not good enough. Like because I mean for some play for some players, a lot of players is the first time they're ma- facing major minutes like this, right? So yeah. I'm saying players like this, now they play that one season and got NBA experience under the belt. They come again. They've gone back to their team mentality. Steph Curry doesn't have to have the ball in the sand for 40 minutes a game. So now, if you watch, there have been a lot of games where Steph Curry doesn't do as good, but it don't matter because the rest of the team picks it up. Why? Because they move the ball, bro. If you see the shots they get, first of all, they're excellent three-point shooting team. Excellent. Excellent. Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, um, Juan Toscano, Andrew Andrew Wiggins, Andre Godala. Like, they have too many three-point offensive options. Even Draymond. Even Draymond sometimes can still drop a three, three every now and then. So, they really their spacing is elite. That's number one. Their spacing is elite. Their defense is elite. When you have spacing and defense, bro, on the other end, things just come down much easier, bro. So, I don't think... I mean, I wouldn't say that they're championship contenders or... You know what? Fuck that. Warriors are championship contenders. Fuck that. Because you know what? This is all. I'm saying all of this is happening without Clay Thompson. If Clay Thompson comes in that court, he don't need to see. Clay Thompson can be 40% or 50% what he used to be. This man doesn't take dribbles. Like, he can dribble the ball, but he's not known for taking dribbles. So all he 40, has. 40 50 is wild. Yeah. No, 50% of Clay Thompson. 40 yeah, 50% yeah. of Clay Thompson is like Kevin Huerta, bro. <laughs> like real talk. Bro, you, think, you think Kevin Huerta wouldn't go crazy on the Warriors? Bro, you need to stop. You need to change the way you see the game. Because for them, all you need is spacing. All you have is spacing and shooting. And I know that like the ACL, when you have a knee injury like that, it affects your athleticism, but it doesn't really affect your shot. That's why LeBron changed his game. That's For why me, it's not the shooting. For me, it's him running, ar- running around the court all game. He'll struggle yeah. to do that for a year. Yeah. 
Yeah, I say that's not. And, maybe and, and also, just the like the, after being away from the game for that long, like part of the the reason why Clay was such a like a huge part of this team's success is because of what he does on the defensive end as well. Yeah, right? and yeah, right when he when he comes back, I don't see him having that kind of impact on the defensive end. They don't need that from him right now. Yeah, but then the thing is, like, yes, you you say you still have other defenders, but the thing is, to get clay minutes, you're going to have to take minutes away from these guys who are playing That's okay. defense. Yeah, yeah. So like and that defensive rating will, will, gonna... will, will, will go down. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. First of all, Clay is going to come back and he's going to play, play maybe at the start fifteen to twenty minutes a game. Not that, not that much. Like he keeps ramping up. So when he comes back, let's say Jordan Poole sits down or something, then whoever, whatever player was starting when he comes in, that player starts coming off the bench. That's not extra power. That's not extra firepower. So what, yeah, okay, I understand that when play is happening, maybe there's some defensive tendencies that maybe lost or something. Offense should be better, maybe. Hopefully, it should be better. When he sits down, you now have a player who was playing starter minutes coming off your bench. That's why the Warriors won before because they had proper, proper players coming off the bench. You had Andre Iguodala coming off the bench. You had Festus Izili sometimes, even though he wasn't doing the best. No, sorry, no, Amari Spates. I was thinking of Spates, no, Izili. Um, you had Spates coming off your bench. They yeah, had Amari quality Spates. players. Yeah, they had very good quality players, and now it's happening again. So I don't see them. Their championship, I'm saying it. I'm, put, I'm saying it with chess. The Golden State Warriors are championship contenders. Okay. I'm yeah, no, I, I think that I think that they're championship contenders as well. I just think that they're going to come in for a real big surprise when a better contender comes and hits them in the head. Yeah. Like I think the the I'm I'm not completely sold on them until I see them face some some tougher opponents, um, and that that's just kind of where I'm at with it. And um, I guess now we can move over to the to the Eastern Conference a little bit, just because we the last episode, which was two weeks ago, um, we were looking at the the standings, and one of the questions that we had was who was most likely to 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 drop in in the top four. Um, at the time, the, the top four consisted of Knicks, the Wizards, um, the Bulls, and I can't remember who the fourth team was. Um, the Heat. The Heat, yes. Thank you. Um, and now looking, you know, we, we all kind of agreed at the time. The Lord. <laughs> were the most likely to, to, make, like, to drop down from that top four. <laughs> um, and we have been proven wrong, at, at, at least for now. Um, the Wizards are at the top of the of the Eastern Conference with an eight and three record. The Bulls are just right behind them at number three with the, with the third spot, actually, with an eight and four record. Um, at the start of the season, neither of, we didn't put that much respect on on these teams' names. I think after preseason, hey, yo, don't, we, say, don't say we. I put a lot of respect on the Bulls. No, it, it was after the preseason that that we, that we started giving the Bulls the respect. Come now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, like before the preseason started, we didn't, we weren't really um, as as high on on these teams. I think now we're putting a bit more respect on the Bulls, but the Wizards, I'm still very, I'm unsure about. So my question to you guys is: Is it time, like after this eight and four start, is it time to start putting respect on the Wizards' name, Vino? Well, first of all, there's actually an eight, eight and three start. The Bulls are the ones who started eight and four, so mm. they're even better than than you think, numbers wise, on paper. But I will never put respect on that team this season. Never, ever. I, I, I am doubtful they will even be in the playoff picture by the end of the season. I hope that they are, and I hope that I'm... I'm not wrong, because I think that they will be in the 9, nine 8 to 10 range, and I think they could creep in. 
But hell no, are they going to maintain this number one pace? Hell no. Hell no. My Knicks actually have a higher chance of winning a ring than that happening. But they are a lot better than I expected. And I have to respect the fact that there's players on that team that are playing well together. It's not just Bradley Bill putting up 33 points per game, going crazy. He's putting up something like 23 points a game. And he's just got role players around him. They haven't even got Thomas Bryant yet. When he comes Rui's, back, he's going to be different Rui's too. Still injured. Rui's still injured. I don't know where he's going to fit into this team, but when he comes back, then that's going to be another piece for them. Yeah. But, again, another but. Kyle Kuzma's soft, bro. I don't care what anyone says. Kyle Kuzma is soft as hell, and he's talking too much shit. This is all signs for a Shut team to up. crash. This is, shit, bro. He's, bro, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Kyle Kuzma cannot do what he did for years. And then come and have 10 good games and talk shit. No. No. I'm hey, sorry. You earned games, that. Bro. You earned games. that. No, no, no. no. You had a few bad games in there. I'm, <laughs> I'm even being generous. I'm even being generous with 10. Very yeah? true. He's soft as shit and he's talking too much shit. He will bring the team down single-handedly. Watch it. Look. The Bulls, they will stay where they're at. I think the number three to five seed is where the Bulls are at. The... The Washington Wizards, they don't have enough. Spencer Dinwiddie's nice. And so is Bradley Bill. And so is Rui, and so is Thomas Bryant. And to some extent, so is Kyle Kuzma. But they don't have a very well-constructed team. They have also had a pretty easy schedule. And they, they've won a few games, bro. Like, realistically, if you look at their, if you look at their wins... They only win by an average of four points. And if you look at their wins, they beat the Bucks, which is, they're not better than the Bucks. And the Grizzlies, they blew out. But then they lost to the Hawks. They lost to the Raptors. And then they just about beat the Cavs, who, despite their record, are complete trash, in my opinion. They are lucking out on some wins. And if a few results didn't go their way, like the 115-112 win against Boston, like the, uh, like the 116-107 win against Boston, which looks like a nine-point win, but that was just... Free throws, foul game that caused that to happen. It was a close game. They've had a lot of close games that could have gone either way. And the same thing that I say for the Knicks, which is a lot of their games, they've just messed up. They've just had bad, bad form and they've, they've messed up. A lot of games for the Knicks could have gone either way as well. We've lost a lot of close games. Same way I think they've won a lot of close games and I don't think they can keep it up. Yeah. No, what do you make of this, um, of this Wizards team? Do you think they can... Keep up this pace or, or anything close to this for the rest of the season? Keep up this pace? No. But then again, I think it's also kind of like what you said about the Warriors, where the schedule isn't too crazy. It's definitely not as easy as the Warriors schedule. They have a f quite a few games coming up that will test them. Um, I see them making the play-ins because, I mean, I already had them making the play-ins from the start. I said it's like it's not like this is the first time I'm saying it. Um, but that was me hoping for it at the start of the season. And then when they were up there, like last week or last two weeks, I said, yeah, they're still going to they're gonna make the planes maybe. Um, I hold the same. I still hold the same um, thoughts. They are a, you know what, yeah. The Wizards were not a bad team. Like, remember last season, remember the tier they went on towards the, sorry, when I, when I say they're not a bad team, that's very different from being a great team. Just, just, just to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, 
last season, the way they ended the season, I know Russell Westbrook did a lot for the team, but I mean, the team is still the team. Bradley Bill was still Bradley Bill. The rest of the players are still coming in. And now you've brought in this new guys who have big ass chips on your back. That is the number one thing. They have massive chips in their back. So all they have to do is just come here and prove themselves. Every single night, they're trying to prove themselves. Kyle Kuzma's trying to prove them. That's why you see him talking so much shit. Because he was like, yeah, I was on the Lakers. He had all that publicity. Always, almost always seemingly going against him because he couldn't perform to the level that LeBron needed. And then now on the Wizards where he has all this freedom, he's he's not playing bad. He's playing pretty, he's playing pretty decent. They're playing, they're playing good basketball down there in Washington. So him, he has something to prove. Montrez Harris has something to prove. KCP has something. Going from the bright lights, bro, to somewhere like this, they all have something to prove. So I see this team. I see this team as a hungry team. I see that they're going to get after. It. They're going to be scrappy. Um, and I see them being again. Again, their defense is pretty. You know, for me, defense is. I check defense first. They're they're a good defensive team. So I see them dropping somewhere to maybe the sixth position. I don't think that's unrealistic. You know, I, I think, I think they, yeah, I think they drop even further than that sixth position. I think they 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 they're closer to the playing game. So like somewhere around that, like eight eight to ten. Seven, I, I call six. Ten. I call I, six. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they have six in them. But still staying in the in the Eastern Conference here. Like um, there there are quite a few teams that just aren't performing to the level that they should be, like the, the Milwaukee Bucks sitting at 11th, um, the, the Celtics sitting at 9th, although we did kind of see the Celtics not really being as good as um, advertised over the past couple of years. So my question to you guys here is, who is the most surprising, or what team has surprised you the most? Either good in terms of like they are performing what you expected, or bad, like a team that's just you know, dicking around, and obviously th- this is excluding the Washington Wizards and the Chicago Bulls because we just discussed them. So, who is who has surprised you the most in the Eastern Conference? Knows the Hawks, my guy. Yeah, man, that's what I was gonna say too. Yo, these niggas are like they are playing like the Wizards, basically. Like they are playing, they're four and nine. They've lost it. They're on a six-game losing streak. That's the longest losing streak in the in the in the East. And they've lost. I mean, they've played some tough games. I won't lie to you. Like they've had a tough schedule, but still, um, these are the teams you want to beat. So I mean, over there, like, bro, like, yo, their schedule has been insane. They've lost to the Nuggets, to the Jazz, to the Warriors, to the Suns, to the Jazz again, to the Nets again. Um, they beat oh, the God Wizards. Damn. They lost to the Hawks. Um, lost to the Wizards. Uh, so, they've I mean, been losing to the Hawks all season. The only questionable. The only questionable, <laughs> the only questionable loss that they have, maybe could you could say, is the Cavs and maybe the Wizards. Every other team, every other team that has beat them has been a very very bad loss. Sorry, yeah, it has been a very good team. So I think give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm hoping to give them the benefit of the doubt. So hopefully they turn this around somehow because right now the way they is looking, it, it's not pretty. I'll be real. I, I want to lean towards what you said a little bit here because you're right about their schedule, especially the last six games that they've been on the losing streak. Their losing streak, Chisholm, I'm not sure if you know, was literally in this order. Denver, Utah, Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, Brooklyn. Like, they, it, that's messed up, bro. Whoever, whoever the Lakers paid to get their schedule, they paid to screw this one up too. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? It makes it makes sense because remember how Steph Curry dropped fifty against Atlanta, bro. They got mm-hmm. beef with he, he has beef with the Hawks, so he paid for the Warriors to have a good schedule, and then they paid to fuck them over because, bro, this is wild, man. But this 
what I will say is that for you to be a good team in the league, if you play six tough games, four, sorry, five of which were on the road, yeah, you don't lose six tough games. If you're a good team, I agree. You don't lose six tough games. You have to show your backbone. You have to show your muscle somewhere there. If you go two and four, that's okay. Yeah? Because they're tough games. But you don't lose six. Losing six exposes you. It shows that you're not actually a good team. Exactly. You're not a championship contender at all. Because not, you're, not even, you're, not even a, 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 you're not even the tier below that, which is a good NBA team. You're a decent team with aspirations to be better. That's how I see it. I don't think they're a cohesive unit. As the one thing that I predicted in the, in the preseason that I'm right about, well, it seems so far that I'm right about, is that their role players are way too inconsistent to actually be, um, to actually be reliable for them, which seems like a, a moot point because it's, in the words, inconsistent and reliable. They're, they're opposing words. But you need to have a reliable supporting cast. Because the thing is, uh, Trey Young... Is a young, he's a kid. Trey Young was born in, in 98, bro. He's only like 23 years old. He's a kid. And he's doing all right, but his percentages have never been the highest. He's always been kind of an erratic volume shooter who, yeah, he puts up numbers, but he's only shot 34% from three and 43% from the field in his career, which is okay, not great. And what that shows is a guy who likes to play, like, he likes to do his thing take some bad shots, and we know that about Trey. And when you have that kind of a star, you've got to have consistent players around them. That's one thing that I'll say about, uh, about the Warriors. Steph is a similar kind of player. He does it to a much higher level than, than Trey does. But Steph has times where he'll make, sorry, not make, he'll take six or seven shots in a row, four of which will be questionable. But his teammates are there to pick up the slack because they may not be superstar players. They may not even be star-level players. They may not even be high-level role players. They could just be guys that on other teams would sit on the bench buried deep. But because they know their role and they play it consistently, they'll help him. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, these guys, they're consistently injured and they're inconsistently high-quality. It's not a good combination for success. You need to have a more cohesive unit. So the Hawks, they've been my biggest surprise as well, Yo. to cut a long story short. They've been I, my biggest surprise too. I, I, I do see, like I, I see you guys' point to, uh, with the Hawks. The, the team that has surprised me though is the Bucks. Um, the Bucks sitting at 11th place, the, they're the defending champions and so far they have not played like it. And normally like a team like this, you, you, you'd think they're performing like this because of injuries, but they don't really have that many injuries to, um, that, that should be kind of hindering them. Like their role players have been contributing, like they, but some of their losses just don't make sense. Like they've they lost to, uh, sorry, they lost to the, to the Wizards. Yes, the Wizards are on the hot streak, but then you know lost to the Knicks a, a few back, a few weeks back or a few days back rather. They lost to the Spurs, they lost to the Timberwolves. Um, like it's just games like this. It's like why are you losing? Why are you losing these games as the as the defending champions? They're sitting in the 11th spot right now, the 6-7 and seven record. Uh, like, watching the games, they're just... They're not playing with the swag or with the... Yeah, with the swag of, a de of the defending champions, man. 
Because I expect Drew's, Drew's had a very rough start. I don't think he even fits into their best lineup at this point. Oh, yeah, so oh, oh, oh. Drew has been out of the game though. He he just got back like two three games ago. Chris Middleton. No, he's out played. Of he's played seven games, Drew. He's played seven games now, which is not a lot less than the rest of the team. That's why I don't want to cut him too much slack. He's played a few games less than the rest of the team. Thing with Drew is he's he'll come good. That's why I'm saying he's had a rough start. He will come good. Yeah. But as of right now, he hasn't even been in their best five. Like if they played for, without him, they'd been better off because of the way that he's been playing. But that won't stay the way that it is. That's why I didn't yeah. put them as my surprise. Like it's it's my like to me it's surprising because I expected them to like to come out like to come out of the gates hot, and so far they haven't done that. I expect them to pick it up. Um, I, I like because this team is high quality and they, they do have really nice pieces all over like pretty much all over the roster. I'm sorry, I expect them to pick it up, but so far their their players has really surprised me because of. Pretty much how bad it's how bad it's been, um, and yeah, uh, I feel like they already have the a runner up would be the the Cavs, the Cavs are that don't surprise me that don't surprise they, me they like to go on their little runs enjoy yeah. yourself while it lasts yeah the the Cavs will come back down to to earth and probably miss the playoffs they will come back down to the core of the earth where they belong <laughs> buried deep buried very well, it's deep kind of wild if the Cavs finish above the Knicks this season. That would be too Yeah, wild. above us in the lottery. Above us in the lottery. The <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I don't I would be I would make jokes about it, but it's just not gonna happen. It's not yeah. possible. The Cavs are so bad. The Cavs People have a, see. The, the Cavs are playing pretty much three centers in their lineup. Not pretty much. They're playing two full blown centers and, and power one forward. power forward center. Like it, Laurie Marketing, Evan Mobley, and um, and Jared Allen. And speaking of Evan Mobley, actually, the, our, our next topic is just pertaining to the to the rookies so far. Um, this past week, we uh, we saw Kate Cunningham versus Jalen Green, um, and there's Scotty Barnes on the Raptors who has been going off. Um, like his defensive acumen so far, combined with his athleticism and that length. Um, he's proven to be a problem, looking like he could be the, the Raptors' kind of next star. Um, so, and obviously, we just met, uh, mentioned Evan Mobley there. He's also looking like he could be the center of the future for the Cavs, although they just gave um, Jared Allen a, a huge extension. So, still mm-hmm. a weird situation for them. Um, but just looking at the, the rookie class for this year, who, who would you point to as your rookie of the year so far? I got one for this. For me, it has to be Evan Mobley. It has to be. Because you know what? He may not be putting up the numbers that some other guys are. Like, I think Scotty Barnes is putting up better numbers than Evan Mobley. But the guy just looks so refined, so polished. He just, he's got such a bag, bro. I never knew he had it like this. Mm. It's, it's crazy. Evan Mobley is averaging 15 and 8, whereas Scotty Barnes, I think right now, is averaging near enough 17 and 9. I just think Evan Mobley is is more versatile than Scotty. Scotty has the energy. He's got a boom, boom. He does a lot of different things. And he's just mad aggressive with it. But Evan Mobley, just, he's, just, he's just chilling, bro. He's just chilling and doing his thing, bro. He seems just too cool, too collected to be a rookie. And that's what I like to see when I watch rookies play. Because that's, I think, the biggest thing is confidence. 
and Scotty Barnes has it and so does Evan Mobley but I just think Evan Mobley is just so cool on the ball he's so he's got such a wide range of things that he can do that by the end of the season the Cavs will be his team mm. you know I, I, I'm, I'm on the opposite end there because I think that I think it's Scotty Barnes and it has a huge part to do with that energy that you mentioned like this guy's defense bro like the offense is like it, it it's not it's not great like especially from three point line he's only shooting twenty percent um, although he's only t- he's taking less than one three a game which is kind of what you want to see for for power forward shooting that low percentage um, but like this guy's defense like he's he's a power f- he's listed at power forward but he's like he has possessions where he's guarding James Harden where he's guarding um, um, Kevin Durant. Like, so he, he's, his switchability from that one, he can pretty much, he's guarding positions one through four. Um, like, the length, and then on the offensive end, as I said, his game is, like, still needs to be refined. But then, even with an unrefined game, he's still almost averaging 17 points per game. Um, like, he is, yeah. he is the reason why the, 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 the Raptors are winning some of the games that, that, that they're winning. Because they, to be honest, like, they, they're... Number one star in Pascal Siakam has been injured for most of the season. I think he's only played three games so far. Scotty Barnes has yeah. been the one like kind of manning this team, and he's this coming for his position. Exactly, he's coming for his position. Like in the, and and bro, like he is he's playing way above what anyone would would have thought of him, or at least way higher, better than I thought he was he was going to be playing. Yeah, um, I agree. And it, this guy, like that energy, bro, it is contagious because you. A team like the Raptors needs it too, because this this team as we all had them, we all have them missing the the playoffs this year. So like having a guy who just comes in, like whether it's like ignorant energy or like just like this is just or just that that youthful energy, like the team needs someone that just goes, and then now they can rally behind. Energizer Bunny. Exactly, and he is that, but with with skill and defensive tenacity, bro. And I think he's. He's rookie and bro, and also the the re, his rebounding. This guy's averaging um, uh, three, almost three and a half um, offensive rebounds a game. Like that's big for a rookie. Like yo, this this guy is he's he's really 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 impressed me, man. Um, so I, I think Scotty Barnes is is my rookie of the year so far. Um, I'm not bad at that. I yeah. think Nobo agrees with that one too. Yeah. Um. So well, I think this kind of brings us to the, to the end of the. Listen for me. Listen for us, man. Alright, that brings us to the end of our show. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, we will be back again next week with uh, with another episode. And we'll be launching the YouTube channel coming soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and we'll start posting videos with uh, videos and more content on there. Um, so you guys keep an eye out on that. Until next week, have, a, have an amazing week and just keep enjoying this. <laughs> Yo, there's been too many ups and downs, but you guys don't do drugs, otherwise you'll think of the next the best team in New York.